Hello, welcome to What's the Tea? He's R to the Edgy. And she's Nick Jew. What's up? Ciao. Mm. Cue it up. This don't make no beebity boobity goddamn sense. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to federal prison. <laughs> like, Kamala is going to lock you up. Even though you're not a black man, she's going to lock you up and throw (laughs) away the keys. Um, So I'm in America. Oh, okay. uh, Currently in the Pacific Northwest. And I... (laughs) Exactly. My thoughts, exactly. Um, And I went to the gym last night after rehearsal. Um... And, like, is it a thing that people just walk around the gym barefoot? Ew. Like, in the, not locker room. You're talking about, like, in the gym gym? No, baby. On the gym floor. Ew. Where I, where niggas be doing push-ups and sit-ups. It's what the, Correct. Like, I more was, than I, one person? Like... I think I was one of, I think I was in the minority. I mean, obviously. Well. Uh, <laughs> um, in the minority of people who was wearing both a pair of shoes and a pair of socks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some people were wearing no shoes but had socks on. But this this lady, who was not a... Uh, as Kim Exum's daughter says, a white person. Um, <laughs> this lady was part of the um, BIPOC coalition and she was definitely doing a set of exercises on an exercise bench with her bare ass naked feet on the bench. The way I sprayed the dog shit out of that bench before I sat down on it and I looked at her too, I was like, you nasty motherfucker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, it's that's just disgusting. Like, that's gross. That's completely that's dis- disgusting. That's disgusting. That, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. And I, okay, like, I, I believe, I'm sometimes a little too lazy to um, always remember to pack my flip-flops if I'm showering at the gym. Right. But as a person who in the shower washes their entire body, including the bottoms of their feet, not a big deal. Right. It, I mean, it freaks me out a little bit to think about having my feet touching the shower floor, but it's something that like I can get over. I wouldn't do it every time, but if I happen to forget my shower shoes, I would like I've one time put some soap down on the ground and like thugged it out real quick. But like walking Correct. around the gym with no shoes and no socks on. Out of this world. Is, I mean, like, do they be on the treadmill and stuff? Out of this world. I, like, I feel like it's... Wilding out. Because I'm trying to think. I know that there's been, like, debates back and forth on, like, whether or not it's okay to work out barefoot. I work out barefoot at home. But I'm not going to go to the gym without shoes and socks. That's disgusting. I, I just, and like, you know, there's so many damn TikToks and Vines and Snapchats about um, p- 
people from Europe like bragging about their lazy shower habits. Like I'm just like, it smells horrible in here. You know, I, so when I went to my first college to Sonoma state, there was a dude on campus who just didn't wear shoes. And I don't know if he was like, an activist or a hippie or whatever, but he, like, even if it Not rained, an activist. You'd like an anti-shoe activist. Yeah, I don't know. Even when it rained, he did not have on shoes. And I always was Even like, when it rained? Baby. And I always was just like, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever fucking seen. In my life. Like, why don't you have on shoes? Uh. In the gym. Of itself in the in, in, in his under under armor. armor. <sighs> okay, I know that neither of us really want to do this, but I cannot no. avoid it any longer. And we're gonna fucking talk about Kanye. We have to talk about Kanye. It's time oh, for me to say what God. the fuck I have to say about Kanye. Um, because I this, this is our show. Make no goddamn sense. Listen, um. Because it's our show, and I don't want to talk about it on Twitter. There's a conversation that has a lot of nuance, and I'm just going to talk about it. So I have had Kanye blocked and muted down for probably two years at this point. I usually Mm -hmm. don't know what's going on with him. If some of his antics are go viral and they make it to the timeline. I still don't usually see like what he says or does. I usually just see people talking about him. So recently Mm -hmm. the thing that peeped through my filters was that he opened a school. I, um, pause. What? Yeah. Uh, I did not do any research, a computer school. No, like a whole ass school. Um, I did not like, do like LeBron. No, like an unaccredited school. I haven't done any research on it, so I'm doing that right now. Um, it's a private school, so people have to pay for their kids to go, and it's, I believe, a religious school. Um, and I saw pictures and the kids wear uniforms. It is giving um cults. Okay. So this article from Rolling Stone called Schools Under School Spirit, it's called says, What the hell is going on at Kanye West's mysterious new private school? parkour classes, a cone of silence, and a principal with no apparent formal teaching experience. Um, Excuse me? Yeah. So he opened Donda Academy, a school named after his late mother, Professor Donda West. It's in Simi Valley, and it is a tuition-based Christian prep school. The mission, according to the website, is to prepare students to become the next generators of leaders through an ethic of integrity and care. On its face, sounds good. Um, So uniforms, all 
Yeezy and Gap stuff. His none of his children uh, attend the school. No, apparently that is a source of contention between he and his ex-wife. That Correct. He wants them. He wants her to pull them out of the school with accredited teachers to go to this shenanigans. This article says that he wants. He's suggesting that they split the time between Donda and their current school. And apparently he plans to open up campuses across the country and a college, Donda University. The school has shared little information about its academics beyond what's on its sparse website, an anomaly when compared to the area's top private schools that detail their staff classes and other programs. The Academy's website merely notes that students' daily schedule includes full school worship, core classes of language arts, math, and science, lunch and recess, enrichment courses including world language, visual art, film, choir, and parkour. Two sources telling Rolling Stone that families are required to sign non-disclosure agreements. Um... And it's described as an informal agreement. What's more, the school is not yet accredited and was still looking to hire instructors shortly before the school year began. Exactly who attends and works at the school has been tricky to pin down. Donda's listed administrators and sporting programs leadership did not respond to Rolling Stone's multiple inquiries about the school. A representative for West also did not respond to requests for comments. Many of those associated with the school balked at the interview requests, as did parents whose children attend the school. Even attempts by Simi Valley's local newspaper noted in a June article that could not reach anyone. So I just, I, I, no. Yeah? No. Uh, not no. Fuck no. It goes from K to 8, I think. Uh, Roughly 100 students. Keisha Cole's son attends the school. She can afford the tuition. (laughs) Ooh. Uh... Elsewhere, images circulated of the children gathered in an empty warehouse, eating a nutritious meal, well, that's good, at fold-out tables, and meeting Celtics player Jalen Brown, who said three kids had given him their autographs. They said they will be famous, he wrote on Instagram after his visit. I believe them. Oh, God. Uh, On the surface, the opportunity to attend Donda Academy seems invaluable. In addition to smaller class sizes and apparent ample financial resources, athletes can receive pointers from NBA players like Jalen Brown, Utah Jazz star star Jordan Clarkson. Oh, no, not you, Jordan Clarkson. Aspiring musicians have a direct line to West and his industry connections and can join the school's choir, which will participate in West Sunday service. Children interested in fashion and other creative fields have the opportunity to learn at a school founded by a man with a boundless imagination. But, and this is what I'm trying to get to, but the lack of transparency about the inner workings of the school raises questions about what's actually happening behind the scenes. It, it's a mess. And the thing is, I, 
the idea is novel, right? This is some of the shit that his long suffering supporters are still hanging on to that. He's a free thinker. He thinks outside the box. He wants to do this, that, and the third. And, and this is this idea. Hear me clearly. This idea is not without merit. I think there is something to be said for a school that is a private school that is faith-based that offers artistic courses and direct line to professional athletes and, and top quality musicians and things. But, 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 but if the school is not accredited, the principal is not an educator. You, the founder and financier are not an educator. How are we making sure that the children are being properly educated and not indoctrinated? I just, there are so, it's, it is, I'm, hear me clearly when I say, I, I have loved that man more than I've loved people that I share DNA with. I'm done. Yeah. It is, it is such incredible ego to say, to look at all of the, the things that are happening in education across this country and not choose to use your infinite resources and infinite imagination to collaborate with anybody else doing anything like this but you want to say, I want to do it on my own with no infrastructure, with no, like, no accountability, no transparency. Like, you are, this is so damaging. The, the point of human, the human experiment is that we are supposed to collaborate together and not say that I'm smarter than everybody, so I'm going to be a lone wolf and try to drag people along with me. It's fucking psychotic. Yeah. And, and say, same as you, I, I used to love Kanye West. Um, when he, like, I've never seen him as like a hero of mine. I, I've, I've said the thing. Which is heartbreaking because I did. Yeah. Just because he's like a a man. It's hard for me to have male heroes that I don't that I'm not related to or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I don't ever, I don't have a lot of like, am I like, I am, I want to emulate this person. I want to be like, there, there aren't a lot of men there. Um, But like, even with his music, people are playing the game of like, oh, he's always been trash and his one, two, three beats. And like, we don't have to do that. His one, two, three beats. I don't, I'm misquoting. I fucking scrolled by the tweet really quickly but somebody was saying that his beats were like simplistic it was like from a make a beat catalog or whatever like somebody listen we don't okay. have to we don't have to do that we don't right? have to do that yeah we don't have to do that we can talk about the man in the present tense but the the revisionist history saying that he's always been trash and he was never great like that's really unnecessary for the conversation that I want to have. On his first album, I feel like he gave us a little bit of a sample of everything that was to come. His ego has always been there. He's always been a little bit mentally unstable. He's always been kind of toxic. And at first, 
I fully was like, well, his mom was super important to him and she died in a very tragic way that he feels like he is to blame for. So I completely understand why he's kind of gone off the rocker a little bit. And then it was me making the excuse for him of like, well, he doesn't want to take his meds because they stifle his creativity. So he's saying things that are a little wacky, a little nutty, da, 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 da. but then I spent like hundreds of dollars on a piece of art of this man's face. And shortly thereafter, in an act of protest, I was like, I'm going to hang it upside down because he's saying stupid shit. And then maybe another month or two after that, I took it down completely because I'm just, I'm off that. I'm off that. He's And then he fucking tried to do the, the okie doke where he's saying Kim is trying to keep him from his kids. And like, now you want to be a black man and appeal to our community that this white woman is trying to keep you as a black man from your children. And like, no nigga, no, 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 no. And there can be like legitimate critique of his ex-wife, but like, we're not going to play in these tropes. She's like, I admittedly watch the Kardashian show on Hulu. I've always watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It's mindless yeah. entertainment to me. Um, I make no apologies you for the only one. Yeah, I make no apologies for that. Watch it. Um, she on the show, she was like basically saying that he would be in the press like Kim is keeping me from my kids and she was like he would ha- he was at my house this morning. So I don't, this doesn't end well, right? There's no, there's nothing about this that ends well. All of the people with a little bit of goodwill that were left looking out for him, all of those people have since turned their back on him. The only people who are giving him a platform right now are clout chaser, clown ass motherfuckers. Um, So he bought Parlor, Which I can't imagine it would have been very expensive. Uh, so then he last week went on some rant on Instagram. I didn't really see all of what he said. The part of it that made huge waves is he on Twitter tweeted like tomorrow when I wake up, I'm going DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. I felt a way about the way that people were responding to that because it was clear to even me, somebody who don't pay attention to him no more, that he was not threatening violence. But again, I'm not Jewish. People were mad about it. They have every right to be mad about it. The Um, choice of words is so unnecessary. Totally. But everybody was like doing the thing of like, this community has had violence and he did it. And like, you know what? Yes. But where have y'all been when he's been anti-black and misogynistic? And now, like, people like Sarah Silverman trying to tell other Black people that we need to come out and speak against Kanye's anti I know she lying. Like, girl, if y'all were silent about the anti-Blackness and massage noir, then it's cool for us to be silent about anti-Semitism. That's your community. You're you get it. you're silent about your own, your own racism, Sarah. Ciao. That's a topic for another day. But... So then um, Jamie Lee Curtis famously called him out. She was on some program crying about it, whatever. So like yesterday, another motherfucker who I have muted down and ignore, the former president said that- Barack Obama? The other one (laughs) 
said George something w. about fucking Jewish people needing to be more. What the fuck did he say? Let me let me uh pull it up because nobody <laughs> is shaking and throwing up and crying about this shit. No. But you're calling people's blackness into question and asking us why can't we say something like he said on parlor i assume um we don't what did he say i don't want to read i don't oh he said no president has done more for israel than i have and he criticized American Jews for what he argued was their insufficient praise of his policies towards Israel, warning that they need to get their act together before it's too late. Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't on Good Morning America crying about that. Yeah. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be a hotep ass motherfucker where like, I want freedom for black men to be horrible just like white men. I'm not saying that. I think Kanye is a fucking clown and he should be reprimanded greatly. But Donald Trump, we're just somebody with actual power who could actually do things to people. He just, we're just not, nobody's. Who actually did things to people. Like nobody's saying anything to him. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. It's all just so stupid. So now this, and this is where, I am because before now I was like, that nigga something wrong with him. I'm ignoring him. I'm fully on team fuck Kanye West because he fucking blamed George Floyd's death on fentanyl and not the fucking yeah. officer who killed him. And here's, here's okay. So like, yes, he is over. Like I'm over him. I'm done. And and I wish there was like someone on earth who could yank him back. But I think the only person who could have done that is Barry. And after he called him, a, like, I think Kanye is still very, very jealous that Barack's favorite rapper is Kendrick. Oop. And he'll never listen. I like, I think like, like I was talking to a, a director friend of mine last night. Cause we were just like, I'm so, gr I'm so grieved to have to like, have to kick him out of my life. And it makes me so sad, but it's like, you're at this point, you're such a nuisance and a grievance to my sanity. I just can't deal with your shenanigans. And we were like, who could get him back? And it's like, nobody, nobody. He's gone. And I'm I'm scared that he may like go off the deep end indefinitely and like there will be something really tragic and sad that happens, but like it's a disaster partially of his own creation. And I I don't know. I'd like I don't even know. Like I would have I would I wanted them to bury me with a with a, a vinyl of late registration and I don't even think I can listen to it anymore. See, I don't know that I've gotten to like, I can't fuck with his music no more because I haven't fucking listened to his music in so long. Yeah, it lives in such a romanticized place in my mind. Like, I think 
Yeah, I haven't listened to any. Like, I listened to Donda like a couple of times when it came out, and I was like, "Oh, this is really beautiful." But like, I've never heard then. it. I've never heard it. Oh, I, I, I had a, I had a pleasant time with the album. I just, I, I get it, and I have like a great deal of sympathy for people who are finding it hard to let go of him. It was hard for me like three years ago. Now I'm like, yeah. I've moved past like oh, he's really annoying and I have to have him blocked for my sanity. I'm on team fuck Kanye. Yeah. Because it's it's like, it's dangerous and stupid and trying to like blame it on, he's blaming people's reaction to his stupidity on him being conservative. And, and I just like, it's such willful obtuseness that I'm just like, go somewhere, go away from me. So now he's legally... Change his name to Yay. Who cares? Right. I I think that he's probably going to unalive himself. That's what that's what I meant when I said like I think this is going to end tragically. I I fully uh, I fully agree with you. I I'm concerned for Kim and those children. I think Kim's going to be fine. I'm concerned for the children. I'm just saying I hope it's not like a murder-suicide situation. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. He doesn't strike me as like a... Like, I don't think it would be violent. Well, so George Floyd's family is considering a lawsuit. They should do the... they They should sue him. 100%. They should absolutely see him. 100%. So, I, uh, that's all really I have to say about it. I've, I just feel like we haven't, we've been hopping right over that and like. We have really been hopping over it. Like, you heard me with that deep ancestral slave sigh when you were like, we're going to talk about it. I was like, I I know what you're going to say. Yeah. And I really wish you were going to say anything else. I have no defense for him. I haven't for a really long time. Because I am who I am, I hope, I wish for him to to take care of his mental health. But, like, I think it's past the point of any of my care and concern moving any needle for him. Like, I could only hope. There's no coming back, though. Like, I only hope that he gets better for himself and for his children. But there's no coming back. There's no 10 years from now I'm buying tickets to see a Kanye West show. Like he's done. He's done. For no me. way. No. Yeah. No way. There's no, yeah, there's no, yeah. And I, like, I, I really struggle with that because like, you know, I want to ultimately believe in the power of like forgiveness and growth and evolution and change. And like, obviously I say that knowing that there are a couple of human beings on earth who are like beyond forgiveness for me. Yeah. Um, and it's so sad that like, it's so sad. It's so sad. And it's tough for me too, because I live in this space of being very protective of black people, especially of black men. Correct. 
And I had that like Nicki Minaj moment a lot, not necessarily with him, Girl, but just she like, got a, she, she, ugh, uh-uh, I don't even uh-uh. know the details. I don't even know the details. I just know that Lotto called her a freaky grandma or some shit. But like for me, it's like that quote. It's on TikTok. It's all over TikTok. Like you don't have to like me. That's fine, but watch your mouth. And it and there was a lot of this like virtue signaling I saw from white people that I follow on Instagram, people that I know in real life that are not Jewish, that I never see speaking up uh, against anti-Semitism, using the opportunity to like drag Kanye to the point where a little bit of it was like, oh, is this coded, right? Like every time he says something, I'm like, oh, is this coded racism? And I made it a rule. And I'm not not saying that you can't talk about black people. I'm just saying, watch your mouth, watch your mouth, watch your mouth. Um, I made it a rule when Kanye started dating Kim that I would not discuss Kanye with anybody who didn't consume his music. I had coworkers who would try to like shit talk him to me. And I'm like, let me ask you something. Are you, have you ever been a fan of his music? No, not really. I did it. I'm like, then we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. And now I don't have that same disclaimer, but it was just like, not just him, but it's just like every time a black person fucks up, white people, especially uh, self-identified liberal white people really be teetering on some like loaded and coded child. I'm like, what, what you- Not re- loaded and coded. Coded and loaded. Show. What you really want to say, sis? Say it with your chest. Well, because I- feel similarly about the conversation that has been happening um, since the really unfortunate ableist incident at Hadestown. Oh yeah, I I definitely want to talk about that. We can slide right in. I have nothing else to say about Kanye unless you do. Is, is, no, I don't. I'm so sad, but no, bye. Um, Is like, there is, because I said this, I don't remember who I said this. Oh, I was on a, yep, I was on a Zoom call. And I was like, I find it really frustrating the conflation, like how easy it is for there to be a crossover between critique of ableism and anti-black racism. And maybe I just I like I to quote a person that you hate so much. Wait, we let's have to main- I don't hate anybody. <laughs> okay, correct. Um, we have to maintain the complexity of the conversation. And so who is the, who are you quoting? The person that it's on site for, if ever you see them again. Oh, okay. Amend. I do hate that motherfucker. (laughs) I was like, um, I said what I said. No, I thought you were, no, I thought you were talking about like somebody famous. Like I'm trying to amend my language. Like I don't dislike famous people. I don't know. They're like annoying. They get on my nerves. Like I don't hate Alicia Keys. I whatever i don't know that lady no she's she irks us but we don't yeah i don't know that lady okay but yes continue correct (laughs) but that person you do hate yeah most definitely (laughs) so what had happened is and it's like it's very very complicated and nuanced so here is the the simplest tldr situation part of decades-long theater etiquette, which is also rooted in anti-Black racism and white supremacy. Is Talk about it. Not supposed, I, listen, listen, listen. You're not supposed, you're not allowed. The, the actor's union, the stage actor's union, prevents audience members from recording 
um, the performance of the actors with their telephones. And also notably, there was a lot of controversy when people were recording Jesse Williams and the other cast members in Take Me Out for like sexual purposes. So we've even seen this calendar year, the ways in which those rules are in place for ultimately a gesture towards the protection of the performance and integrity of the artists who are on stage doing risky, vulnerable things eight times a week for audiences. And I, you and I have all, we have all seen a motherfucking bootleg. So we know the shit happens, period. I have asked friends to record me on stage. Right, (laughs) right. Like I was like, oh, you're coming to the show tonight. I'm going to give it to y'all. Just just turn turn the recording on. I may or may not have an audio recording of of certain Grammy winner in their performance in Chicago. Like, don't let's let's not right let's not, <laughs> right let's not because almost does count. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so and and also there is a long history of performers, most notably Patti Lapone, who apparently has left Actors Equity or whatever, sis. Um, calling out audience members for being on their phones during the show because it's like, like famously, I don't have to be like famously, famously like people like, are yassissing and th- like everybody loves Patty Lupone for calling people out for their phone and ringing not just in the show, them out, but like embarrassing them phone and threw it under the stage at a talk back. Um, she told somebody to get the fuck out. Well, also because that person said I pay your salary, and she was like, "No, you don't." Yeah, but the um, but let's but let's call a thing a thing. This woman has uh, been course. doing this to people for her entire career. She is now famous for that's it. Her we brand. expect it yeah. from her. Yeah, that's her. That's her brand. That's but Lilius White, because we haven't actually talked about what happened. Lilius yes. White. So go ahead. So Lilius White uh, took over for Andre the Shields' perform a role in Hades Town. A, a person who is hearing who is hearing impaired was using an assisted listening device and it apparently looks like a phone and some this is also okay let me just say the story before i talk about the blame so lilius white called out the actor mid performance for being for what looked like being on their phone during the show an audience the member is, not an actor Yes, yes, yes. I'm an audience. Sorry. Yes, I'm an audience member on the front row of Hades Town for being on their phone. The problem is there is no uniformity among the 41 Broadway houses and the 10 Broadway GM firms or whatever about what audience, what assisted listening devices look like. Because some of them look like tablets, some of them look like cell phones, some of them have programs where you actually have to use your cell phone and it is incumbent upon the producers and everyone else to let the actors know what that looks like. Like every time I've been in the show where there's a, um, a service animal, they tell us. Every mm-hmm. time they do the open caption thing, they tell us. Like it is, it's the producer's job to prepare the actors for anything that is outside of normal show conditions because we want to be able to do the show without second guessing what's happening in the house. Child, I was so, in a show at a community theater and they had just installed a new system that people could connect their hearing aid to the sound system and they told us like yeah. it's still very infantile there might be some feedback here and there like we knew we knew yes we knew and and 
whatever. So uh, Drew Jameson, who is the building owner who owns the uh, the Walter Kerr where Hades Town is, apologized. The producers of Hades Town apologized. Lilius didn't apologize, and there was this like whole vulture thing trying to take her down and saying that she's ableist and. I just like, I find the critique of that really, really lazy. So also the person that she spoke to in the theater who had the listening device has said, do not come after Lilius. Like with their own mouth has said, please do not attack her. And so there's all kinds of people because Broadway stan culture is disgusting, just like every other stan culture. All so these disgusting. white people demanding an apology to this legend, okay? Reprimanding this legend about how her behavior is this and this is ableist and this, that, and the third. And it's like, first of all, watch your mouth. First of all, watch your mouth. And the aggrieved party has said to leave Lilius alone. Yeah, I just like, why are Lizzo and Beyonce changing the lyrics of their songs and all these other bands who are using the word can just leave it, just, they can leave it in? Um, what? What's, what's the tea? Like... And why do you get to tell somebody that shit? Yeah, I just, I'm, what's that Nini quote? I'm just really tired. Uh, So somebody, some of the comments under her most recent post, um, we'd all really love if you posted an apology to the hard of hearing audience member, you berated and humiliated for using a captioning device. Mistaking it for a phone isn't the point. It's the fact that it is not your job to interrupt a show for a phone issue. Okay, yeah. Let's 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 cut that right now. You think you're Patty Lapone? You're not going to apologize. Oh, you think you're Patty Lapone? You're not going to apologize for discriminating against people with hearing loss? Yeah, it's a no for me, dog. The disabled community expects a formal apology. While it isn't your fault that you mistook the device for a recording, it was entirely your fault for humiliating an audience member. It is in no way your job to call out bad behavior. Not only were your actions unprofessional, but you called her out twice. Maybe when the ushers didn't have a problem with her behavior, you should have followed suit. Do better. Also, the uh, let's let's yeah, that sounds like somebody who is hating from the outside of the club. The um the artist space posted on Instagram like, yes, Lilius made a mistake and should apologize to the young woman and have whatever conversations necessary. There is a beautiful and important lesson that can come from whatever healing centered interaction they will have soon. But we also need to take a strong stance against these young theater stands, many of whom are white who are using this moment to speak ill of and to an elderly black woman who is a beloved member of our community. Like Patty Lapone has literally achieved a level of romanticized slash glorified infamy for calling out audience members during shows and even arguing with audience members at post-show Q and A's. 
The theater and Broadway community has practically heralded Patty's outburst as campy, culturally significant moments in Broadway history. There's even been merchandise sold adorned with funny and memorable lines from these famous rants of hers. Notice who is being applauded and who is being condemned. Can we talk for a minute? Child, what else? I'm, yeah. Let's talk about something lighthearted. Please. (laughs) Uh, You had asked me several years ago at this point if I was watching Rami on Hulu. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm watching Rami on Hulu. Uh, <laughs> so it started okay. It started with Mo on Netflix. Have you seen I Mo? Don't know what that is. So Mo Dammer, is that his name? He plays one of his friends on Rami, the one who like kind of, this is so bad, the one who kind of looks like DJ Khaled. You, federal prison. But you know who I'm talking about. I said federal prison. <laughs> so Mo ha- Mo Ammer has a couple of stand-ups. He's going to be in Black Adam, and I think he's in some other movies. But he um, has a show on Netflix. It's really good. It's, like, super funny. It gets dark pretty quickly, and the end is kind of just, like, up in the air. So I really hope they get a second season because I'm, like in suspense on what's going to happen, but I highly recommend Mo. So Rami just dropped the third season on Hulu. I'm like two or three episodes into the third season. I'm not really fucking with the third season so far, but seasons one and two were really good. Like it's one of those shows where you, I'm watching it and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then like either (laughs) something really funny happens or like something very heartfelt, like season two, episode seven, like I went on the wildest journey I've ever been on the episode where they take him to Atlantic city for his, um, quote unquote bachelor party. I was like for his what bachelor party, I guess. But it was before, like, that was the funny part. Like his friend was like, I don't like the way white people do bachelor parties. Like you've already like met their family. You're about to get married the next day. So they're trying to take him before the families meet. Cause in like Muslim tradition, once the families meet, basically that's y'all engaged. So he's like before. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. So like before you commit to this person, before y'all do this big, huge commitment of families meeting, we would take you to Atlanta city to see some titties and shit. Um, uh it's really good it's really i know it was nominated for some emmys i'm not sure if it's won anything Hmm. but season three is a slow burn for me so far okay have you are you caught up did you watch all of it no no okay i started watching it um during the lockdown and uh the person i was watching it with like was being a hater about the show and so mm-hmm. i haven't really watched it since but he was a hater about a lot of things so that shouldn't I was, come as a surprise to anybody i was like this 9-11 episode is fucking wild oh shit this ramadan episode like it's just so 
crazy, crazy, crazy. But also like, good. I hate Rami, the character. I think he's a fuck boy. I think you're supposed to. Uh, right. That's just what I was going to say. Because he has zero redeeming qualities. And Mahershala yeah. Ali, first of all, is obviously like one of the finest men I've ever seen. But he's just... To ever walk the face of the earth. Man. Um, I'm like one handshake away from that fine ass motherfucker. We both are. Um, But he's just such a good actor. My God. His performance in this show is he's just the the subtlety of his craft he's just yeah. he's he's a really good actor he's a very fine actor yeah so yeah i'm recommending mo um and rami and they kind of are kind of the same deal like it's an egyptian palace i think mo is palestinian no, mm-hmm. Mo is Egyptian. Oh, I don't. So is Rami, a uh, Muslim coming to America, coming of age in like the ninety or the OOs, early OOs. One in Houston, one in New Jersey. Coming of age for the nine, nine in the two thousand, two thousands. Yeah, one in New Jersey, one in Houston. Both kind of comedies. Both have some very serious themes and kind of dark moments, like the darkness hits really quick you're like oh shit this got very dark but it's still really entertaining i'm recommending both of those (laughs) uh good intergalactic with an e what that is it is a animated kenya barris production but it's kid oh okay yeah oh okay uh kid cuddy i think wrote it he's also the the voice of the main character as it, jessica williams is the co-star it's really fucking good like oh it's, wow it's a television special created by kid cuddy and it is ju- there's an album that goes along with it. The Google blurb says ambitious artist Jabari attempts to balance success and love after he moves into his dream Manhattan apartment and falls for his next door neighbor. Initial release September 30th, 2002. Directed by Fletcher Mules, Mules uh, created by Kid Cudi and Kenya Barris on Netflix. Imagine... Um, into the Spider-Verse as a rom-com. Oh, okay. It's perfection. I let don't get, hate that that let, conceit. Let me go ahead and give it my thumbs up while I'm here. Uh, <laughs> Not let me give it my thumbs up. The voice talent will surprise you, but uh, shout out to Jessica Williams, who I love in every thing i've ever seen her in this included truly incredible i recommend i i cannot recommend it enough thank you to everybody who told me to watch it specifically charmaine she had like asked me about it then she asked me about it again and i was like you know what let me watch this i watched it back to back and again the very next day wow Mm -hmm. okay that's a strong endorsement. Yeah, it's it's perfect. It is perfect. 
Anything else? Um, I keep seeing, I just, whoever is in charge of the targeted ads on Instagram, leave me alone. <laughs> I don't have any more fucking money. <laughs> what are they trying to get you to buy? Okay, so they've b- convinced me to buy the entire ASOS collection, which is oh. just like fucking racist. Um, <laughs> and then there's this like skincare device that apparently is like a navage, but for your skin. What's a navage? You don't know what a navage is? Girl. Oh. A navage is like a vacuum for your nose. So it has these little like saline pods and you bust a little saline pod in the water and it shoots saline water in one nostril and sucks it out the other. Oh, yeah, I know what that is. I just didn't know it by its government name. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm obsessed with those. Like, I'll be trying to buy them things for everybody I know because they have I feel like I would like drown. Book of Mormon. No, it is so, I swear by it, especially if I have to sing. Like, I swear by that thing. Yeah, I um, still am on the squeeze bottle. Because, see, the thing about the squeeze bottle is that, that I don't like is it depends on gravity. And if you're really congested, like, it's just going to just kick it it's like Hi. like if Hello. you like if you don't like if you don't fleet wrong if you don't fleet right you just oh. got water in your stomach for, oh no next... <laughs> wait so wait so why did so patty look quit the... <laughs> that's where you went back to <laughs> no i just opened twitter and the first thing i saw said patty lapone quit her lifelong job over some tweets you really cannot she take a tourist anywhere. Um, she said she was leaving Actors Equity, but like, that's stupid. why. Because people are throwing putting her name in the the whole Lilia situation. Oh well, I mean, okay. But also, she's not quitting. Like she's not leaving SAG, she's still gonna work. Like right, it's, it's she's done. about to be an American Horror Story. Right, I don't know like, what words I just said, but I meant American Horror Story. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Sorry, go ahead. Um, but yeah, so this skincare device they're trying to get me to buy, which I'm gonna fucking buy, apparently shoots water in with like this concentrate into your skin. And sucks all the dirt out. So I was like, "Yeah, let me, let me, let me hold one of those." Okay, okay. okay. I'll let you know how it goes. Yes, please. Um, hey, boo. Uh, you want to go first? Yeah. So, uh, my hey, boo. I uh, am rooting for. I've made an agreement with my good friend T of the Stays Crunchy and Milk podcast that I will be rooting for the Guardians up and until they face the Padres in the World Series. That is my World Maybe, Series. I don't know what that is. That's my Who World the Guardians. Se- that, that's the um, formerly, the baseball team formerly known as the Cleveland Indians. Oh, the Guardians? Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, but they that they are my pick, them and the and the Padres to to take it all away. They've got to beat the Yankees tonight in the Bronx. 
Um, I believe in them. They're a fun young team to watch, even though I just started watching them in postseason. But I'm here now. I'm on the bandwagon. But on um, Saturday night, I think, Mm -hmm. the Astros and the Mariners tie for the record for the longest MLB playoff game ever. Would you care to guess how many innings this motherfucker was? Wait, I, because I was, uh, I'm here. Oh, right. right. So it's everywhere. They were like, what's going to end first, this game or the pandemic? (laughs) Well, the pandemic is still going on. The game is over. Correct. Um, 18. I think it was like, I I was like, I was going to say 15 or something. I tuned in around the 14th inning because I just kept seeing like, my score was like, it's zero, zero, zero. I'm like, oh, it's a stare down in Seattle. And then I finally cut the game on. I was like, oh, this this is going to go all motherfucking night. So the Astros, yeah. unfortunately, won. And they will play whoever wins between the Yankees and the Guardians. I will say the Mariners have been a rival of the A's for a really long time. But like... They broke like a 21 year drought going into playoffs. Like they fought till the very fucking end and they and fought they did for 18 innings. So hey boo to the Seattle Mariners. Yeah. Um, my hey boo is Canadian tennis player Felix Oje Aliasim. Um that's okay. He's very, very young. It is not a skeet-based hey boo. But um, he has so much talent and is a little, um, as they say, fragile in the mind. Uh Um, And so he finally won his second career tournament this year, um, last week. I hope this gives him some confidence to know that he can keep winning tennis matches. I'm... I still have not watched an entire tennis match from start to finish yeah. since um, that lady evolved away from tennis. Um, but it does me does my heart good to uh, see that the young Negroids of the diaspora are still out here winning. Like, I'm telling you, as soon as she shook hands with that lady, like, I don't even think before she shook hands, like, as soon as the ball went into the net, I deleted the tennis app off my phone. I deleted oh, no. It. I was just like, <laughs> like, it, it was like, it was like tennis is, truly, it was like tennis's last name was Davis, and I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, like, I'm I don't, I don't want no memories. I'm deleting the photos. I just, you never, you never existed to me. Listen. Um. So. I have to like, really, <laughs> I have to go on the internet to see what's happening on tennis. And I'm still in a couple of group chats with some friends who sure. like, you know, whatever. But um, yay, Felix, please keep winning. You're very good. Is, I can't believe that Arthur Ashe. Yeah. He oh, is. Okay. I can't believe that Arthur Ashe is the only African, like only man from the African diaspora to win a grand slam. That's crazy. That is crazy. And Mal Washington uh, was the last person of the diaspora to make it to a final. Damn. Well, no, Gail, I mean, uh, Joe Wilfried Sanka, but he ain't American. But still, like, come know. on, None y'all. Of these people. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. 
Um, meanwhile on Twitter. What are they doing now? So the original tweet is, women are so negative. What's wrong with... Right. What's wrong with suggesting that you smile, LOL? Next tweet from the same person. Anyway... God bless all of you. Be safe and have a great weekend next week. Unless you don't want nobody telling you to have a great weekend. <laughs> he was giving his ass ate up. <laughs> uh, if That's it's truly crazy. a suggestion, then I'm allowed to decline it. If it is not, it's a request, which I'm still allowed to decline. If it's not those, it's a demand. And you aren't entitled to make one of a stranger period what uh the basically somebody was telling him like she she's he's saying what's wrong with suggesting and she's saying if it's a suggestion i can decline it if it's a request i'm still allowed to decline it and if it's a demand you're not entitled to make demands of a stranger that's what she's saying yeah uh also and then she just lost me also you know that women go through a menstrual cycle every month what if in that very moment our uterine lining is shedding angry about an unoccupied uterus we are in pain discomfort that we are not allowed to take a sick day with what is there to smile about then right uh we're to feel entitled to complete strangers performing for you right this lady is unhinged. The period lady, she's still going. What about the woman who just broke up with her boyfriend or was kicked out of her house by her mom or is grieving or is trying to hold off on suicidal thoughts? What is there to smile about then? What about the woman who is trying to figure out how to make rent and pay for girls? She needs to write for Tyler Perry. Or stop it. leave their abusive husband or quit their job because of a racist boss. What is there to smile about then? She did a lot. Focus on your own face. What right do you think you have to tell someone what to do with theirs? Think about that for a moment. Would you be cool with random men you don't know telling you to smile or do anything else for that matter? Right. That's what needs to happen. Men need to start telling each other to smile. They really should. Men are so messy, never minding their business. Where do they find the audacity? Where? Because y'all see it as an invitation to try to flirt. And when we get annoyed or mad, y'all see it as another rejection from a woman and y'all can't take it. No for an answer or being ignored. Do better and leave women alone. Y'all are not entitled to talk to women at any time. At any time. No one is in. Yeah. At any time. Oh, here comes the fuckery. But it's a whole tribe of women aging and getting lonely because won't no one approach. Which one is it? Men confused, but to each their own. Peace and blessings. Hashtag glad I'm out the game. Oh, I feel sorry for the poor woman who is dealing with you. The poor woman. Someone respond. There's a time and place for things. Telling a woman to smile is not a good approach. Why haven't men figured that out? Just because people are lonely or alone does not mean they should take any old interest that comes their way. Men are confused because they don't listen to women. Correct. He said, maybe it don't work for you. Again, a lot of assumptions made on this answer and you know what they say about ass assumptions. So I bow out gracefully. Have a great day. The person responded, you assumed women are alone and lonely. 
Correct. And I know there are some who would gladly accept that approach versus no approach at all. Sadly, that's happening. Be happy that folks see you. Some folks feel they are invisible and no one sees them. I know that sector too. But enough of that. It's a day for football blessings. Let me tell you, I'm a part of the sector that feels invisible sometimes. I would rather feel invisible than to walk down the street and have men telling me to smile, which has happened to me a lot. Yeah, I guess I, as a cisgendered man who unfortunately is attracted to other men, Jesus Christ, deliver me. Hmm. Um, I, I guess invisibility is worse because like, it's like, it's an it's annoying when you're trying when you're trying to be approached when you don't want to be spoken to but when you like really try to feel your jish and your right. humanity doesn't register in the room right. that is like it's hard awful yeah but they both suck i mean i definitely used to think that women who talked about being catcalled were lying because i literally never got catcalled and i'm like what a fucked up state of mind to have to be like i don't believe you because this has never happened to me but like it really doesn't happen to me that often and the handful of times that it has happened to me i'm like ew this is really gross i'm i'm kind of happy for my invisibility cloak at this moment truly uh, a man says why don't men tell that to other men? And the original poster says, because clearly you're smiling in your Abby, my brother, LOL. So he responds again. Not clearly you're smiling in your Abby, Jesus. <laughs> he said, LOL, that's funny, but don't evade the question. I'd venture to say, you know what's wrong with the question. And that's why you've never told that to a dude, especially one who was much bigger than you. And then a woman says, well done, Dwayne David, because that's his name. My brother in Christ, imagine a man walking up to you. First of all, my brother in Christ is wild. They People are doing it all over the internet, and now the neighbors are doing it, and I don't love it. Um, my brother in Christ. Imagine, I'll go one further. I hate it. Yeah. Imagine a man walking up to you, unprovoked, telling you that you should smile more. Would you not be filled with rage at the audacity? Filled. Why do you need random women to smile at you to validate your existence? Women aren't dogs. We don't do things on command. Fact. Oh, here comes the casual homophobia. Just because you probably like it when dudes tell you to smile does not mean everyone else should too. Ugh, gross. I'm walking, minding my own business with a million things in my mind. And you think I should smile just because a man told me to do so for his pleasure? Try telling another man that. Somebody responded to her. Women always have a million things to think about. Y'all need to chill with all that stress. Okay. Unsolicited advice, which men don't listen to other men that give them unsolicited advice. So I'm unclear why they believe women want to hear it. Uh, the so meme dumb. is someone holding a photo, but on the photo it says, we have this conversation every month. Please give it a rest. <laughs> we really do. Like, can we spin the motherfucking topic wheel, please? Pretty please? Uh, telling a complete stranger to smile, we're going to the quotes, is weirdo behavior to begin with. And most people were raised not to talk to strangers. So why the expectation that one smile at you because you say so? You niggas are weird. 
are weird. Uh, this is a key. The logical gender doesn't know what's wrong with walking up to a woman you don't know and demanding she smile just because. Meanwhile. On Twitter. Um, I have a question. Wait, considering y'all's alarming suicide rates, I'm afraid you're asking the wrong group to stop being negative and smile. <laughs> Father God. My word. Oh my God. Okay, can I ask my question? Yeah. Who started this get ready with me trend? And why are people getting dressed on the internet? Why are men doing get readies with me? All y'all do is gonna put some lotion on your face and put your <laughs> shoes and clothes on. I don't wanna get ready with you, Frank. <laughs> I just like, is this an excuse for y'all to just put your uh, VPL on Instagram? Yes. Get ready I... with me. Like, no, I don't want Skip <laughs> next. <laughs> like, I don't want to get ready with anybody but myself. I do watch a lot of people like do their makeup and stuff, which is, it's easy to fall. Oh, Lord, my microphone. <laughs> oh, my to... God. <laughs> my microphone jumped off the fucking desk. <laughs> It needs uh, to smile more. Okay. Uh, it's easy to fall in that rabbit hole because it's just visually uh, satisfying for me to watch. But, like, I don't want to watch you get dressed, girl, especially when it's chaotic as fuck. Yeah. I I, I, I don't know. I, I know how to find my way to adult entertainment if I'm looking for it. And watching you put on some ugly ass clothes is not the way. It's not. It's not. Um, that's it, y'all. Look at us being back again. I know. Um, it's October, so uh, do you know where your ballot is? Do you know who you're voting for? Yeah, they're you purging. They're purging out here. Thank you. All right, Pastor, take us out. Um, until next month. This is the day that the Lord has made. But it's not the day for you to try it. Bye. Bye. Thank you.